Yes, my friends, and welcome to episode four of the Joe Mahon Show. Let's go stone cold. Where did that come from? Well, in the theme of this episode, we have Mark Andrews from oh, wrestling fame. Oh, what a segue. So I thought I'd introduce, I'd intro myself with a little wrestling theme. That, my friends, is the genius that is Ollie, the man behind Forever Loud. Help your smell. <laughs> <laughs> what the pod is cooking. The John Ma Podcast. It's getting, do you yeah. know what? John Ma Podcast is growing on me. Jod Mahodcast. Where's the Jod? Oh, the Jod. Yeah. Jodcast. Jodcast. Yeah. Not so much for a reason. Yeah. John Ma Podcast is starting to roll off the tongue a little <laughs> better. The more you say it, the more you convince me on it. But my friends, for some whatever reason, if you're picking this up on episode four, my name's John Mahon. We host the John Mahon Show on YouTube and Twitch Mondays and Thursdays live from 7 p.m. We're joined by guests from all around the world we have had a very international guest selection on this show worldwide baby yeah just like pitbull we are just like pitbull should get him on actually oh bro i'd lose my <laughs> mind if we got pitbull on this show i wonder what he's like do you reckon you could just have a normal conversation with him without him just saying catchphrases yeah. i like to think that he's just like a sound effects board like he just he just generates voice notes yeah I can't remember. I can't think of any any of his his sound bites would be there. Mister three hundred five, Mister Worldwide. Yeah. What is three hundred five? Is that like Miami? Miami, I do believe. Yeah. yeah. Never been. I would like to go though. I actually saw Pitbull live one time in Miami. In Florida, yeah. it was at WrestleMania thirty three, and the theme song that year was written by Pitbull. It was a song called Green Light, and. All I remember is walking around Florida and people just going, well, I'm ready to go. Oh, 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 oh. Well, that's a quite a good segue, actually, back into this episode. It is indeed. We have Mark Andrews from Wrestling Fame, big WWE UK star, wasn't he? He was indeed, held the tag team titles in the WWE UK division and has since gone back to the independent circuit and is now working with Impact Wrestling, where he currently resides as a tag team champion alongside his partner, Flash Morgan Webster. And we actually talk in this interview about the upcoming tag team match that he had for those titles that he then went on to win. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler, by the way, he wins. Yeah, I, I when he was saying that, I was like, they don't just bring people back just to let them lose, do they? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. So it's like dependent, dependent on what you're trying to do with it. Like if you're trying to put a tag team over strong, then you'll bring in like popular babyface kind of, especially especially if they're a heel faction. Bring in like a big popular babyface name, and then have the bad guys beat them just to get more heat on them. Well, here we have the babyface of Mark Andrews. It is indeed, my friends. And then following that, we're probably going to talk quite heavily about Slam Dunk Festival. Yep. So just pretend like it's coming up and you can get excited about it yeah but this is all of our must-see bands from slam dunk <laughs> festival as well and if you did go to slam dunk it's kind of like a little throwback yeah or oh, memories a blast from the past memories memories make me want to go back there do you remember that song that weezer did with the jackass, the jackass boys yeah what a banger didn't they uh didn't wasn't there an andrew wk one as well that was with andrew WK. Oh, that was andrew yeah. wk yeah no, yeah. no, 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 I'm wrong. We Want Fun was Andrew W. We Want Fun, yeah. We Want Fun, and you're taking a leave. We oh, want fun. 
See, we can't play music on this show, but, but we'll we can damn, damn well sure sing it. it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is episode four. Drop kicking you in the face. Yes, my friends, and welcome to the episode four of the John Mahon Show. I'm joined, as always, by producer Ollie, powered by Forever Loud. Foreverloud-.com. Yeah. All your news, reviews, and more. Yeah. Look at us getting jingles. Welcome to the only rock show on the internet, hosted by me and John. Yeah, that's live, 100% (laughs) live, where anything can happen in the next two hours. Anything. I could shit myself. So stay I mean, dude, dude, with the way my day is going, I wouldn't be surprised if I followed through. Yeah, John's been having a bad day. I've been you? having an absolute shit. It's been one day. of those days old Freddie D was talking about. Yeah. Eh? Everything sucks. Yep. You don't really know why, but you want to justify <laughs> ripping someone's head off. One and, of those... and believe me, look at those arms. Yeah. He could rip someone's head off. Or go tear a motherfucker. Those pythons. Shout out Superstar Billy Graham, by the way, RIP to one of the greatest of all time. Did you know Superstar Billy Graham is the first man to reference biceps as pythons, like, in pro wrestling? That's where Hulk Hogan got it from. Wow. Yeah. That was just, that just came up naturally. Yeah. So. Just just came out of a promo. But yeah, Billy Graham very sadly passed away the other day. So massive love and massive respect to, without a shadow of a doubt, one of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time. And speaking about pro wrestling, look at that for a fucking segue. Are you, are you going to be a you transition <laughs> into a pro wrestler? Yeah. Oh, no, we've uh, actually, yeah, we got a. We got a pro wrestler on the show today. There we go. go. Ollie's a little bit slow off the mark, but we got him back in the room. My friends, we are going to be joined on today's show by Mark Andrews, who has recently signed with Impact Wrestling. We'll be talking all about that. But Mark Andrews also hosts a podcast on BBC Sounds called My Love Letter to Wrestling. So we'll be talking about the latest episode of that, which dropped, was it yesterday? Was it last week? Well, they're on or series today. three now. So they're on series to, three. Yeah. Was there a new one today? I want to say there might have been a new one today. Possibly. With Ali and Sami Zayn. So we'll talk to him all about that. Junior, his band, have also released a brand new single, which is called Save Me Again. There we go. So, yeah, we'll get on to that at about 8pm when Mark Andrews joins us. But we have another massive giveaway on the show how exciting a very exciting Only episode giveaway. four and we're just giving you we're just giving you all the shit aren't we we've, we've had a giveaway every show so far <laughs> yeah well people have won the assigned enter shikari sparkly pink vinyl yep and i also need to announce the winner mm. of uh second composition which was the scythe pendant which you can see dangling across <laughs> john's one of those torso whilst well, i try and find the john's ripped shot. torso <laughs> So congratulations to the winner of one of those, one of those beautiful side parabellum pendants. And congratulations to... Ollie was actually practicing. Oh, we got a drum pad over there. I'm not going to get it. Yeah, yeah. But Ollie was practicing some drum rolls earlier, but that was a beautiful little drum roll. Congratulations to... Kaz Brown! You are the proud winner. Fuck yeah! Of one of those Parabellum scythes, my friend. We will be in touch about getting your details, but congratulations. And from the last giveaway 
to the new giveaway. My friends, if you would like to be in with a chance of winning £200 worth of vouchers at Punk House, which is a print company that produces some of the most innovative, creative, beautiful, jaw-dropping prints. Check out some of the best sellers on the website. Look at this. That you could ever possibly hope to hang in your humble abode. Look at all this. Look at these. These could be yours. Any of these. Absolutely beautiful. Gorgeous. Big fan. Uh, to be fair, they, I I want some of these. Yeah, I'm a big, big fan of these. I might enter the competition. Am I, am I allowed to enter the competition? Unfortunately not, Ollie. Our T's and C's do not Fuck. allow people Fuck. who work for this show to enter the competition. But you watching right now can be in with a chance of winning £200 worth of Punk House vouchers. All you need to do is take a screenshot of either this live stream or any of our content on YouTube, post it onto your Instagram story, tag at Punk House, which is P-U-N-K-H-A-U-S, I do believe is their Instagram account, and then tag us as well, which is at John Mahon Show. Share that shit to your story, and you could be with a chance of winning £200 worth of Punk House vouchers. We will be reminding you about that throughout today's show, but got a lot going on on today's show. So Mark Andrews joining us at 8pm. We've got the Punk House giveaway. And then also we will be breaking down the Slam Dunk 2023 lineup for you. The must-see bands that we think you need to check out at this year's Slammy D as well as some predictions because we know Slam Dunk loves a secret set here and there. So we'll be... We'll can't be believe it's so soon already. It's quite literally next next week. Next weekend. Where the fuck is 2023 going? <laughs> Slow yeah. down. What's up, Sophia Asriel? Thank you ever so much for joining us, my friend. Lovely to have you on board. But with that in mind, my friends, if you are going to Slam Dunk 2023, we need you to tell us the bands that you are excited about seeing in the chat. Get involved. Let us know the bands that you are going to be watching later on this month. At slam dunk 2023 also just an update on that giveaway as well punk house's instagram is at punk house official which is p-u-n-k-h-a-u-s official so make sure you tag that on instagram to enter today's yes, giveaway but ollie got some news 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 what's news <laughs> we got some news to run through my friends let's start off with one of the latest headlines fever 333 a back fever fever 333 which is hard for me to say because i have bit of a tongue twister yeah fever 333 yeah if you didn't know i mean they haven't really been away as such they haven't got they haven't they uh steve and eric earlier in the year or last year i can't remember what it was announced their sad departure yeah from the band which some big boots to fill some big drumsticks to fill because eric if you ever seen eric live he's one of the best drummers and one of the most acrobatic drummers i've ever seen dude download festival 2019 i want to say he did a front flip off a speaker stack and i was watching it and i was like are your kneecaps made out of rubber because how did you not tear every single thing that ends in cl whilst (laughs) performing that stunt oh he's just like backflips off the drum stool in between like like he'll he'll have like four bars to do it and he'll do it we'll see if we can can find you some videos my friends of oh yeah of what he's like when he's actually behind the kick because it's nothing short of impressive and stevie on bass as well i remember when speaking of the heavy music awards when i went to the heavy music awards fever 333 did a bonus show around the time of the HMAs that year at the Electric Ballroom in London and where I was stood was on like a little viewing platform and I remember Stevie climbed up 
like the scenic route, didn't go up the stairs, like went straight up the wall, sat on this thing, just shredding a base like effortlessly whilst punching pretty precariously, my day hasten down. I believe it's a guitar rather than a bass. Was it? Yeah, he plays guitar. <laughs> Could have sworn it they are bass on the track. They no one needs a live bass. Could have sworn it was on a bass. As I said, Fever 333 uh, back. They performed at a show in California. And if you go onto the internet, there's a beautiful photo of Jason Elon Butler jumping off something presumably very, very tall onto a crowd of people wearing one of the infamous Fever 333 boiler suits. But as far as the new members are concerned, the new drummer which a lot of people were wondering who that was going to be is thomas pridgen from the mars volta trash talk to be fair snoop dog snoop dog's yeah. drummer if you if you're gonna replace eric you need someone that's up to the scratch and if you play for the mars volta and if you've ever seen the mars volta live they go off on some mad tangents and like it's so technical and so intricate so i imagine he's a good very good replacement. Good replacement. Very yeah. good replacement. And then Brandon Davies from Lions, Lions, and ex-Vanna. As in an ex-member of Vanna. But let's shout out the chat real quick whilst we try and figure out what's going on with this video. Shout out to Cookie, who's looking forward to seeing Yellow Card at Slammy D. Let's go, baby. We've also got Amber just saying hello, hello, Amber. And Emily Gloucester's in there as well. Hiya. And we're talking on today's show, my friends, about the bands that we are excited about seeing at Slam Dunk Festival. Who are your must-sees on the 2023 lineup? You can let us know in the chat the bands that are already on your schedule for Slammy D next weekend. And then later on in today's show, we'll be breaking down our must-see bands for Slam Dunk 2023. Hell yeah. Let's do some shout-outs in the chat. Dr. Scott, appreciated the tweet earlier, my friend, saying absolutely has to be Spanish love songs. I bloody love Spanish love songs. The last album was my album of the year. Was it now? Whenever it came out, 20... One of the 20s. <laughs> One of the 20s or something that starts remember. with 20. Let's go. And Yellow Card as well. And Dr. Scott continues to say, but the lineup this year is incredible. Having to choose between The Offspring and Shikari is real hard. It is indeed. Like, hopefully the clashes are kind on that front. Like, because that's, that's going to be a very brutal choice. Oh, yeah. Shikari and The Offspring. But my friends. As I said at the start of today's show, don't forget we've got a massive giveaway going on courtesy of our friends at Punk House. To enter this giveaway where we're giving away £200 worth of Punk House vouchers. And if you want to know what Punk House are, they're an amazing prints company. Just go onto their website and have a look at some of the fantastic designs that they have available A lot of different, there. lot of ranges as well. They've got, <clears throat> got music inspired. They've got spooky, spooky vibes, politics. Colourful, black and white, whatever you go, whatever you want. Floral, nice bit of yeah. floral in there as well. What my favourite one is Enigma Mystery Pack. You had me at the word Enigma. Don't even know the meaning <laughs> of the word. But, my friends, if you Mystery. want to enter this punk house giveaway where you could potentially win yourself one of these prints, it could not be easier for you. All you've got to do, take a photo of this live stream, take a screenshot of any of our content that's on YouTube, and post it on your Instagram story. Tag at punkhouseofficial, P-U-N-K-H-A-U-S official, and tag at John Mahon Show. And then you've got to do that before our next stream on Monday. Busy it week is, next week. It is. Heavy Music Awards on Friday. Slam dunk over the weekend. So, we... We'll hit pause on the stream for two shows, but then we'll be back the following Thursday. We sh yeah, and then it's like fucking download, download the week after. <laughs> it's coming at us fast. Oh, coming in our face, thick and fast. fast. Oh. <laughs> you can clip that. 
clip that for sure. <laughs> oh, shout outs in the chat as well. I can't pronounce that green one. You have a go at that, Ollie. My dyslexia is just like, that's just that's just the alphabet. Libra Glace. There we go. Going to catch up later. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, don't oh, forget, if you can't yeah. watch us live, see the full episode on YouTube. We will start putting them on Patreon in the future, but at the moment, we're just going to whack them on YouTube. X says, evening, dudes. Big love, Frank. Oh, that's Frank. What's up, Frank? How's it going, bro? I bloody love Frank. Happy birthday for the other day as well, sir. <laughs> and Terry as well. What's up, Terry? Anyone else's birthday who can shout out? Yeah, get in touch. Right, should we react to something? I really want to react to this new Paris single. You bloody love a react, don't you? I do. Yes, we're going to react, but you fill the time whilst I fix this. <laughs> Sweet. So, my friends, Paris signed to Hopeless Records. And the last time I saw Paris live was at When We Were Young Festival, which Ollie was at as well. Did you see Paris that weekend? I think I walked past as they were playing. As they were playing. I didn't go and I, like watch them. I stuck around for a couple of songs and I was really glad that I got to hear Give Me A Minute live. Like that is one of my yeah, favorite Paris good. songs. And the bass line on that is so damn chonky. So that was great. A big chunk, yeah. Big old chunky bass line. So as far as I'm aware, I'm, I'm aware, Paris is now just Lindsay, isn't it? Or Lynn. Lynn. I know it's Lindsay. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> you know but Brian still plays in the band, who's the bassist and like keyboardist. Okay. But he's not no longer an official member, I don't think. Little uh, session. Little story, little uh, mm. throwback. When I was on Scuzz, we were the first TV channel to play Paris. Really? And we did the first ever TV appearance, interview, whatever. They did like a little takeover. And they were very nervous little kids. Let's fucking go, And, and then they, then like a few years later, they just blew up and... Is that why you're on first name basis? Well, I just remember being, you know, when someone introduced themselves for the first time and she said, hi, I'm Lindsay. So I've just always... Yeah. So Lynn's just the stage name. Yeah. Well, I guess Lynn's short for Lindsay, you know? Yeah. That does make sense. And <laughs> But, like, I didn't realise Paris had been dropping quite a few tunes. Like, there was a, go a tune yeah, they... Goddess on there, an animal. I've been missing all of these. Where have you been, mate? I've been... Which rock have you been heard in? Yeah, obviously not the rock scene. Not um, anywhere near Paris, I guess. No. <laughs> the, the closest Paris I've been to is Paris, Las Vegas recently. Yeah. Yeah. See the Meatloaf musical, though. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> that was fucking amazing. Okay. We're back. We're back, baby. Back in the room. Right. Look at that. Let's go, show. Yeah, let's check out Paris with Love Is A dot dot dot. I really, really do hope that with leaning more into this kind of sound, they do pick up that kind of fan base. Because genuinely, like, they've always been a bit of a sort of we've stood out from the pack a bit, haven't they? Because yeah. they got. I remember they were signed. I don't know if they are. I oh know there's Hope Hopeless now, aren't they? Hopeless Records. They were signed by Rise Records, and I remember at the time it was like such a weird signing. Because if you think about Rise. I, my mind goes to like metalcore bands. Yeah, 100%. And then they just all of a sudden came out with Paris. Paris. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, wouldn't have put those two together, but. But yeah, they've bloody smashed it, haven't they? Yeah. And like, if that's a sign of what would be on a full length record, variant to that, I also need to go back and listen to those two other tunes as well. Yeah, good start at Slamdog as well. Yeah. I third, imagine they'll be on top. Yeah. That, ma that Amazon main stage is ridiculous. Like, the Covey. Holding Absence, Kids in Glass Houses, Paris, Billy. Billy Talent are an underrated band at Slam Dunk that not enough people are talking about. We're doing this a little bit earlier than we planned, my friends, oh, but yeah. still. Keeps on going back to Slam Dunk. All roads lead to Slam Dunk. All Slamdunk. roads lead to Slammy D. 
Yeah, well, Billy Talent is still massive in Canada. I guess they are Canadian, but um, they're like one of the biggest band, rock bands in Canada. Yeah. And I guess they're still big over here, but just not as big. Not as big as Canada. Like, oh, Canada. They're one of the most consistent bands on the planet, Billy Talent. Like, I've stood by it for ages. Is that like, if you just want oh, they've to. Oh, they've got talent. Yeah. yeah. If you want to go and see a really fucking good rock band that are really, really good at what they do, just go to a Billy Talent show. Like, all hits, no misses. I'll tell you what, I'm a guest on the, on the show. Is it second. now? So, my friends, introducing an NXT UK Tag Team Champion, a Progress Wrestling Champion and Tag Team Champion, Attack Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champion, host of the BBC Sounds podcast, My Love Letter to Wrestling, weighing in at 147 pounds and hailing from Cardiff, Wales, Mark Adams! Wow. Hello. How are we doing, my friends? Oh, all good for seeing you, bro. What? Thank you for What an intro, John. Well, the thing is... That is was that a fantastic yeah. intro. Dude, I'm betting you've been introduced by some of the greatest of all time, so it's a high bar that's already been set. I'm just trying to fucking pay homage. I'll get you a job in, in the business, you know, after that. <laughs> that CV right there. That was fantastic. <laughs> oh, my days. Well, thank you ever so much for joining us, my friend. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Yeah, keeping well, keeping very busy, uh, enjoying a very, very rare sunny day here in Wales. Let's um, yeah, how, how are you both? Very good indeed. Very yeah. good, yeah. Sunny here as well. I'm sweating my ass off in this studio. John's sweating because he's, he's, he's just worked very, out. Very warm indeed. But let's talk about the podcast, bro. Season three of my love letter to wrestling. And I do believe the latest episode is with Sami Zayn and Mustafa Ali as well, which dropped today, was it? Yeah, earlier today. Yeah, so this is season three of the Mark Andrews Love Letter to Wrestling podcast on BBC Sounds. Uh, honestly, an absolute joy to make this. Uh, you know, I love wrestling myself, but to sit around and talk about wrestling is just just as fun without getting us hurt. So uh, the <laughs> fact that we ha we've been brought back for a third season was fantastic news. And fingers crossed this can become, you know, uh, fourth season, fifth season, or just a full-time thing. Because, yeah, I very much love chatting to other wrestlers. and just yeah, the, the, the nice thing about it is, um, I'm not sure if you listen to many wrestling podcasts, but a lot of them tend to be quite insidery. Yeah. And are quite, um, you know, negative. Yeah. And they're talking about the kind of, like, a deep dive into wrestling. Yeah. Whereas that's not Lots our podcast. <laughs> Exactly right. It's talking about TV ratings and, you know, shit, which, in my opinion... Shouldn't really matter to them. Yeah, and, like, the general public don't really want to hear about that, and the casual wrestling fan doesn't want to hear about that. So the the best thing about our podcast that we do with BBC is that it's actually it's just a nice wrestling podcast about why we love wrestling well, and why wrestling is badass. It's just a love for wrestling. So I listened to the Becky Lynch episode earlier, and I'm admittedly not the biggest wrestling fan. It used to be back in the day, like a lot of people were, but I... Yeah, it's, it's a podcast that you can just put on and because everyone's just sort of being themselves, you sort of warm to them as people. It's not no one's like in character. You don't have to be super into wrestling to like get the premise of the show. It was just, it was a very nice listen. I enjoyed it on the on the way. Oh, there. thank you. Thank you, my friend. And yeah, you've, you've, you've nailed it right there. Is that I think as well. I mean, everyone has a memory of professional wrestling, don't they? You know, whether they're like sibling yeah. or their friend liked it and had the toys as a kid or whether they liked it as a kid. Like everyone has some idea of what professional wrestling is. And professional wrestlers are some of the most interesting people in the world. So to have a podcast where we're not talking about, oh, this is the backstage politics of the wrestling industry. We're just talking about these super interesting people who travel the world 
pretending to fight each other in spandex like that <laughs> that's what the podcast is about Sick. and why doing that is so so special you know why it's so cool and why so many people are so madly in love with it um so yeah if uh, if you are a casual wrestling fan watching the show check it out like oh, i just yeah. love letters of wrestling it's a very very fun podcast as as you guys are doing here very fun good vibes you know nothing too serious hell yeah like i think the world's been lacking a little bit that like, yeah. everyone got really serious for a good chunk of it and everything became very like dark and broody yes none, none of that on this show <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah we'll have none of that please yeah just just me doing amy lee impression sounding like chad kroger Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we want. Exactly, man. Just chat more Chad Kroger in life. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about the latest episode with Sami Zayn and Mustafa Ali that people can go and stream now on the BBC Sounds. Out of that conversation, what was what was probably your favorite story with Sami and Ali? Uh so I mean, um, they were both great guests to have on the show. Um, both absolutely smashing it. You know, Sami Zayn has just gone through like the biggest storyline of his career. And that's a wrestler who I've been following for like the last 15 years. You know, I used to watch that guy when I was a teenager starting out in wrestling. Um, Shout out El Generico. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The old El Generico matches. Honestly, some of my favorite ever. Um, him and Steen back in the day. Uh, and then Mustafa Ali. He's someone who I've kind of got to know over the years for the Indies and in WWE on 205 Live. Um, and I, it was great chatting to him too, because, you know, obviously when you're in wrestling, when you when you join and leave companies, you, you go from spending a lot of time with people, like on the road almost constantly with them, to then suddenly not seeing them for like three years. Yeah. So it's nice chatting to these people, especially Ali, who's someone who's, you know, I consider a friend. And it's almost like, I haven't seen him or spoken to him in the last year or so. Um, as, but you pick right back, you know, you pick up right where you left off. Um, so it was great chatting with him and just kind of like talking about old funny shit from the Indies. He was talking about a lot of like his journey through wrestling, how he used to be a police officer oh, on the Indies. Yeah. And he, uh, he was like coinciding being a police officer and independent wrestling and he like rushed from a match like immediately after a match without showering he'd run to do his like late night shift oh, really? he'd show up to the, you know the <laughs> station and his boss would look at him like why have you got a black eye like, why have you got like a you know like a cut by here and he's got to oh, take his I'm... wrist tape off yeah literally you know so i mean it's just as i said wrestling's full of some you know amazing individuals who have some crazy stories that being one of them so it was great kind of picking his brain not necessarily on just what he's doing now but how he got to where he is now you know because imagine being a police officer and a pro wrestler at the same time That's in the right. same night you know <laughs> only big boss man can relate yes exactly. oh, yeah, i, I remember yeah. big boss man yeah. <laughs> pretty sure i had a, a toy of him did just you co yeah complete with truncheon I, I honestly i had so many toys growing up i yeah i think pretty much toys yeah. are some of the best memories right yeah like i had one of the old titan chons you know the ones that had like the magnetic yeah. bits on their feet and you put if you and line it played up the, it played their song the yeah <laughs> it's all coming back to me i've just had like a just the, my mind just gone. Oh my god! I had so many toys growing up. Yeah, I remember being a kid and thinking, do the wrestlers actually have two little metal? Yeah, the of their boots? <laughs> <laughs> or is this just the toys? That's such clever technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the nineties. Yeah. I wonder what it's like now. You must know a bit more, but but yeah, have you ever are the toys? Had, are the toys more toy made? Any more advanced now than they were? Yeah, I mean it's weird that they, they kind of. I feel like it goes around in circles. Like like they are more advanced. You know, they 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 kind of. 
they, they add more limb, you know, more bends and stuff like that. But yeah. sometimes it feels like it's going in reverse. Like the faces look less realistic than the mm. old ones. I guess there's only so much you can do with an action figure. I remember right? having a stone cold one. It was it was just a bald bloke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it was just Steve. <laughs> just the stock head. And they've just Steve from the and... pub. The action figure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, talking about crazy stories on the podcast that you host, what has been the most sort of like memorable crazy story someone's told so far on a previous episode? Oh, I'm trying to think. You've had a lot of uh, predictions come true, I hear. Yes, yeah, we do consider ourselves the kind of the podcast where dreams come true. A lot of people have told us their kind of ambitions and their dreams, you know, happening in in in, in their career. For example, Austin Theory we had on season two, and he talked about his big dream being to to face John Cena, and then at the recent WrestleMania, he opens the show against John Cena, and I'm like that is quite scarily yeah. accurate you know <laughs> like Cena doesn't wrestle often and yeah. he's come back to face him and then we had um, Rhea Ripley saying that she wanted to wrestle Beth Phoenix she wanted to win the Smackdown Championship both of those things happened yeah um, so now we're we're kind of considering ourselves as the genie in a bottle of podcasts where you <laughs> come on our podcast and you make we make your wishes come true you know <laughs> That's amazing. Holy shit. As if Austin Theory just manifested a WrestleMania moment with John Cena. Right? Yeah. So I, I'm just every episode, I'm like, you know, I'm going to win the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> Junior's going to get like, number one in the charts. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to get that Will Tour with Blink-182. <laughs> well, let's talk about the band, my friend, because that's a great segue. Before we get into the new single, Save Me Again. That fucking Marvel intro. Oh, my ah. God. Like... Whose idea was that? And I'm so glad you did it because the execution was immaculate. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> glad. I'm so glad you guys are a fan of that because um, it's funny. I made that intro to like win over the guys for my pitch. I, I was like, okay, if I just suggest a Marvel a Marvel video, they're not going to go for it. But if I make the intro and I show it to them, like they won't be able to refuse. So yeah, so I, I made that like ages ago and age, you know, we're, like as we were still recording the song, I think. And then obviously what making the video was just incredibly fun. We had the kind of fake Dr. Rotica arms, you know, um, yeah. Dr. Rotica, sorry, no, Doc Ock arms. Dr. Rotica is the pizza. <laughs> Doc Ock arms behind, uh, behind Matt. That was loads of fun. And, you know, what was it? I had the Thor hammer, which was, it was like an old little, you know, those guitars, which have like a tiny little body yeah yeah old one of those cover it in cardboard <laughs> duct tape make it a big hammer so yeah loads and loads of fun dudes oh so you were like ready to go on that idea then you were like i've storyboarded it i can make this thing yeah i was literally there, you know, hours <laughs> spending on this like before i even pitched it to the guys <laughs> That's phenomenal. Well, that's a great sign to anyone who is like looking at careers within like wrestling or music or anything. Make sure you have other skills as well that you can bring to the table because you never know when you might need them. Yeah, I definitely think starting out in like like wrestling and, and the band scene, they're very, very similar. Mm -hmm. You know, they both got that DIY mindset. You, you really don't have any kind of, you don't have anyone pushing you until you get to a certain stage, you know? And I think it's so important to kind of have those skills. Sometimes those skills are more important than the actual talent of playing music or or being a wrestler um you know because i i can video edit a lot better than i can play bass guitar i'll tell you that <laughs> much <laughs> well that's the thing is like some of the best songwriters of our generation and haven't been the best musicians but it's like if you've got the dedication to do it 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like my old man always used to say, like some of the best people in the room and what they do are the people who are really good at doing the basics. Like if you can do the basics and the fundamentals to the best that they can be done by automatically you're one of the best in the room because you've got the foundations nailed. Yeah, that's definitely a big thing in wrestling. You know, it's just oh, uh, yeah. a, a lot of people try and go kind of upwards and onwards and reinvent the wheel when in reality, sometimes just the core basics of what you need. Yeah. Become, you know, the biggest star in the world. Look at guys like Roman Reigns, you know what I mean? He's, he's not doing anything overly fancy. Yeah, man. But he is incredibly jacked. I'm really <laughs> so that helps. So <laughs> jacked. I listened to a uh, podcast with The Undertaker the other day, and he was saying that a lot of the new wrestlers are making it so much harder for themselves because they're just outdoing each other with like the moves and like the technicality. So if that's the the bar they're setting, it's so hard to keep that level or even go further. Because he's saying back in his day, it's like you'd save your big moves for like the special events. You wouldn't do them. And now people are doing their biggest moves week in, week out is obviously making it a lot harder i guess yeah definitely and i've fallen victim to that over the years you know there's always going to be someone younger or flippier who comes along and outdoes you uh i guess the hard thing as well because i i've i know the kind of the interview you're talking about with undertaker i've heard him say that stuff before uh, and i always think like that is completely true but you are also seven foot tall yeah <laughs> in the 80s and like they gave you this amazing gimmick right you know so like as someone who's five foot eight yeah um, you can Khan, get away with it a bit more <laughs> yeah i'm a bit like well the reason i stood out was by doing those over the top things so i have no regrets but equally i haven't headlined 20 wrestlemanias and he has so <laughs> maybe he you know he's right in this instance <laughs> that's that's actually reminded me of a question i wanted to ask you like i mean wrestling and injuries do go quite hand in hand with each other like as people say like it's it's not ballet like there are like a lot of dangers involved in it have you managed to remain quite injury free during your career or has there been like a couple of times where you have gotten like hurt because of it so touch wood considering i've been doing it like 17 years now um i've had not many injuries but over the last few years i definitely have felt myself getting older i had like a pcl injury in my left knee which isn't a massive injury it just happened right at the start of covid though right so for like the first six months of covid i couldn't re- you know i was just gonna rehab in it and then i had an ac joint um tear Ooh. in um when was that about a year and a half ago now so i've got this constant little bump now on my, sh- my shoulder by here um other than that you know a few knocks to the head a few you know wear and tear but nothing crazy so i'm very so, grateful oh. that 17 years in i've only had these injuries you know they're only like three or four months out it's nothing that's been over the top you know nothing that's taken me out for a year at a time well touch wood that continues yeah yeah touch wood <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, let's get back to the band, shall we? Because you've dropped a brand new single, Save Me Again. And first question on this one was, when did you write this song? And what is it about? Because like, it could be taken in a couple of different ways, about a couple of different themes, like lyrically speaking. So with the kind of new direction that the band took, um, we actually kind of decided to do this years ago. It was pretty much the start of COVID. So I'm going to say back in like 2020. Um, and we had this kind of, well, it especially comes from Matt, our guitarist, Matt Attard, who's an incredible songwriter. Um, and he had this idea that we could go, we could take pop punk into like 70s classic rock, you know, make it go in the direction of Boston. Um, and we both love the idea, me and Cy, uh, drummer Cy Martin as well. Um, and so he wrote this song completely, all him. Uh, and I love the song. I love the lyrics. I think the the general theme of it, it's just being able to kind of rely on a friend and, and when you're feeling low is that you've always got some, somewhere there, s- someone there to save you, you know? Um, and I, I wouldn't want to say any more than that because honestly, he wrote the lyrics for this Sick. one, so I can't pretend. But um, yeah, we wrote the, you know, we, we came together with these songs like 
2020 and the natural kind of you know covid and then the kind of the fiddly process of what are we going to release an album a single uh, an ep it just took so long for us to get it out uh, we even recorded this back in i think it was february of, of last year oh, really? so even just from recording it to get to here because the thing is with junior is that uh unlike other bands like it's always kind of been a part-time thing for us you know i've always had pro wrestling as my kind of first and foremost thing on my list and then uh sai our drummer he runs the heads above the waves charity uh, and then um matt our guitarist he is kind of like a sync writer as well and there's a lot of songwriting oh, for other people but he also writes entrance music for wrestlers so he's no written loads of oh, like wow. yeah so he wrote like the subculture music that me and flashbog and webster use um, he's done loads. He's done like Jonathan Gresham, Miko Satamora, like loads of the Ring of Honor and TNA themes. Um, so we've all kind of got like real jobs that are all quite different to begin with. Yeah. And the band, unfortunately, kind of falls by the wayside quite a lot. Uh, so even stuff like trying to get a single out can take so much longer than it, <laughs> than, you know, you might look at us and be like, it's been 10 years and they've had like one, <laughs> one album. It's like, yeah, but I've had loads of matches in the meantime. Hell yeah. <laughs> So um, I'm just really grateful that we got to get you know, but both new singles out over the last year, because for us, it does take a lot of kind of extra time and kind of tying up loose ends to do that. Um, but yeah, I'm grateful that we that we get to do it in any capacity, because as we're getting older, we're all getting busier. Hell yeah. And then sometimes even those two worlds collide, both your wrestling world and your musical world, because I do believe, was it Download Festival? Where, where they both came into contact with each other quite literally and you were performing live. And who was it that came out to crash your set? So it was at yeah, the end of the set. We just finished playing Fall to Pieces. And then Pete Dunn comes out, who was the UK champion at the time. And he gives me a big thump from behind. And he jumps off the stage and he poses with his championship belt. And then I run off the stage, do a big flip dive, land on him, <laughs> grab the microphone. Like, I'll see you tonight in the NXT 10. Honestly, best day of my life it that was, was such a, a sick day that was such was a good like, thing when they had the wrestling at download they, they still have it do they it's I, not they there this year the last few years no. yeah. yeah they should bring it back because that yeah. was such a good little addition to that festival a hundred percent that yeah because i remember seeing like the announcement that obviously nxt because it was nxt uk then wasn't it like nxt yeah, yeah. uk were going to be there and then obviously you were on the bill as well and i was like oh come on <laughs> that's too good of an opportunity to pass <laughs> out and i was so happy that you actually capitalized on like that sort of like real life element that wrestling sometimes does miss a little bit like the silly little like oh yeah this guy's just come and crash this guy's set while he's playing with his band <laughs> and i was gonna take him out by front flipping off a fucking stage yeah it was so cool wasn't it it was really was a highlight of my career they're both you know music and wrestling because the fact that it in the same day like there's been a, quite a few times where i've wrestled and played in the same day I like have. we did a little show in the frog and fiddle in cheltenham a few years ago well quite a, a while ago now actually where we were playing you know the ring was set up right in front of us and then heel comes out and i'm, I'm literally playing in my tights and then taking the <laughs> bass off and going and wrestling and there'd been other times when like i'll do um a showdown in cardiff and then run to the gig afterwards but this was in with this occasion the fact that like both worlds really met and the storyline was linked to the music when stuff like that happens i always think why doesn't it happen more yeah like when i liked wrestling when i was a kid it was it had all that kind of stuff you know what i mean yeah. it was really kind of interactive and i always thought being in a band would i mean don't get me wrong there's been some great opportunities with wrestling because of the band and vice versa but i think like why isn't why are the band playing me out every time you know <laughs> <laughs> that would be sick just like you doing your own entrance music 
I think yeah, the, right. Because yeah. I remember back in the day, there used to be. I remember Limp Biscuit like performing live on a few yeah. shows and like. Let me, yeah. let me do. Let me. Um, triple yeah. H one year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they got to bring it back more, man. They got to bring back the rock bands. <laughs> I know we had uh, Code Orange has done some stuff recently. Yeah, right? yeah. That uh, was for, what a band for NXT, and uh, they did Bray Wyatt's entrance music as well, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Huge, so cool huge well speaking of like wrestling and music coming into each other ollie came up with this question just before we came on the air which is obviously bad bunny has just transitioned from the world of music into the world of pro wrestling very very seamlessly like the guy is amazing between the roads I, I didn't know he's one of the biggest artists in the world oh, right it's now. huge like headlined coachella didn't he yeah like the, like the yeah. highest profiting touring artist in the world last year i think so i didn't realize like i i only knew of bad bunny through him sh showing up at wwe <laughs> no way. and it was only afterwards and i was like shit this guy's fucking shit. yeah like what <laughs> and then you know <laughs> i guess it's the, it's the spanish market isn't it yeah. that's well, the latin yeah. market is massive and a natural in the ring as well you can tell and the nice thing about it is that you can tell he cares yeah. he really likes wrestling you know yeah he's not in there for an easy payday no. he's not in there for a quick appearance and there's been a few celebrities recently who've uh who've been the same like him logan paul yep. johnny knoxville yeah they've all committed to it they haven't come in for a quick buck been really really nice to see to be honest and hitting canadian destroyers like they're a walk in the park it's like who does that <laughs> yeah it was sick his match with damian priest the other day was bad oh yeah in puerto rico that was amazing but ollie's question was out of like the rock bands that we know in our world who do you reckon you'd like to step into the ring with who do you reckon they could hold their own oh it's quite hard who, yeah Hard Who's question. all the Jack lead singers? <laughs> so, so we we threw Rob Damiani from Don Broco in there. Ah, oh, yeah. I mean, they did the wrestling video, yep. right? They did yep. the Gumshield video. He would smash it. Then yeah. I was thinking Vessel, the singer from Sleep Token. Have you seen Sleep Token? Because he's, he's got that whole mysterious like, like, vibe. Of the alt scene. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to, or like Kane when he does like the thing with the ring and the, the flames go up. He could be, yeah, do Sleep that whole Token's thing. Got, yeah, it's got to be Vessel, hasn't it? Because he'd come out with the Druids, you know. Yeah. yeah. It would just be, it'd just be Undertaker, wouldn't it? Or, you know, yeah, you're right. <laughs> All the lights Kane, go Pyro, off. Choke slam everyone. But then he's got a beautiful uh, voice at the end. The, those are two great, great suggestions. I'm trying to think who else. Who's like a, because, you know, no offense to the old scene but you don't find like the kind of well i mean john you're pretty jacked right you try could be to be a wrestler but i mean there's not that many like jack dudes in the old <laughs> nah. it's more I, like i find you have to kids, yeah you, you know? kind of have to go back to like you know the the metal heads like you know someone like kerry king from slayer like yeah, or the singer so, from yeah. um harm's way do you remember that meme of the, the guy doing the running man in that hard hard card show and oh people, yeah this yeah, is like super jack dude <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but everyone just put like different music to it. it, was, it was I, about I mean, I feel like Code Orange, I know I'm name dropping them again, but those guys yeah. look like a yeah. wrestling stable. You know, they could be like a badass stable coming out. <laughs> I think I think Soupy from the Wonder Years would make a great manager. Probably not in the ring, but like the guy who understands the lineage is that Wonder Years song where he sings like working baby face out of Mid-South in the 80s and I got a blade hidden in the wrist tape. Yeah, he loves it, Soupy does. Do you know what's funny? So I met Dan, when was it, 2015, at a PWG show out in LA. No way. Um, and obviously, I'm like a huge Wonder Years fan. And this is my debut out there at PWG. And he comes up to me at the merch table. And he's and like you could tell he was buzzing from the match and from like the show. Yeah. And he was like, hey, man. And then I was like fanboying over <laughs> him. Like, hey, man. You're excited <laughs> to see me? I'm excited <laughs> to see you. 
Yeah, I don't know if he remembers it this way, but I remember it as being like, oh, cool, like, here, have a free t-shirt. And he was like, oh, cool, I'll get you like a free Wonder Years vinyl. <laughs> and like, we've been friends ever since, which has been amazing. Because, you know, I love I love Dan and I love the Wonder Years, one of my favorite bands. But that meeting was so funny because he loves wrestling and I love it, the Wonder Years. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, it was cool. That's awesome. Have you had many people from like the musical world that have like connected with you because of wrestling and like obviously like your invested interest in like the pop punk scene as well? Yeah, there is quite a big crossover. Um, so like I'm good friends with Sean Smith, obviously. Of course, he, yeah. He, and, and he did the cameo in our Fault to Pieces yeah. video. Yeah, um, he used to come to all the Attack Pro Wrestling shows that I run. Um, and he took this gnarly table bump in that. Yeah, as well. was it a power bomb? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I'm not going to lie, everyone in the room went silent when it happened, but it was like, are you okay, man? Um, and then, like, Ryan, Ryan Richards from Funeral for a Friend. Yes. He's, um, I didn't realize until, I mean, we've been friends for a few years, but he's a huge wrestling fan. Like, he's not just a casual. He knows, you know, wrestling heritage. So he's, yeah, another huge fan. I'm trying to think who else. There's tons across America. Who else? Oh, like the Have Mercy guys. Like, I'm a big fan yeah. of, of Have Great Mercy. Band. and. I think all those guys are big fans of WWE and wrestling. So it is nice when when you find out who these like secret wrestling fans are. Because you always, I don't know about you guys, but when I was younger, I liked wrestling. It almost, I know every kid liked it, but as you become a teenager, yeah. it feels like a bit of a guilty pleasure. Yeah. And I think I think sometimes like in rock music and like an alternative music does as well, you know, and sometimes yeah. we're kind of like the outcast compared to the, you know, normal people, if you will. So when you find out that those two subcultures are enjoyed by, you know, people enjoy both of them. It's like, oh shit. Like you like cool music and pro wrestling. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> we just become best friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like uh, Andy from Every Time I Die as well. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the man. He yeah, he did the uh, he did the download wrestling thing as well, didn't he? Yeah. So I think he was playing. Was he? I, I can't remember if he. If he yeah. Every time we die, we're playing. Yeah. Uh, I remember bumping into him there and being like, "This is a weird like worlds colliding thing." Like I'm wrestling and obviously you're playing with every time yeah. I die. And he did some. Um, he did. He did some stuff with Progress whilst he was there as well. And then like, obviously, that was it. Yeah. Obviously goes to to America and then like him and the Blade as the tag team, like the Buffalo Boys. Yeah. That, that, my, my old tag um, team partner, the Blade. Oh, really? Are you, what, you used to tag with him? We tagged in Impact, yeah. No Me, way. him, and Joaquin Wild, who was who was DJZ at the time. Um, oh, my so, yeah. God. Holy shit. I remember shit. chatting to him at the time and him being like, oh, yeah, I'm friends with all the Every Time I Die guys. And me being like, that's fucking sick. Like, <laughs> how cool is that? <laughs> I love that Andy's, like, one of the sweetest man, men you could ever meet, but his, his wrestling persona is just this big fucking Hulk of a man, isn't uh, it? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> this big brute. Like, dude looks like that, especially with the mustache that he's got at the moment like that not many people can rock the handlebar in 2023 and like legitimately yeah. look scary as shit but, but then mean, you speak like, to him in real life he's like hey <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's, he's a like lovely, soft-spoken yeah. guy, isn't he? But yeah, he looks like a wrestler, right? Ah, uh, 100%. I miss him when he was coming out with a monocle. Like, he needs to bring that back. Like, he used to have, like, the little monocle on and then, like, dramatically throw it down. Big, big fan of that, yeah. No, great guy as well. <laughs> well, speaking of the wrestling world, dude, you have something very exciting coming up in London at the end of the month, don't you? Yes, I do, yeah. Along with the podcast and the band and everything else, uh, I recently brought back... I, I keep busy, I keep <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't like to sleep. I, yeah, exactly. It's been a lot of plates. But yeah, I, in January, I brought back Attack Pro Wrestling, which uh, went on hiatus for uh, two or three years uh, during COVID. And honestly, I'm so psyched that it's back. I, I, I don't think I realized how much I miss running shows and that kind of creative side of wrestling until I brought it back. And at the end of the month, yeah, in Clapham Grand with my friend's company, Riot Cabaret, we're doing this joint show on the 30th of June. And honestly, it's going to be so sick. It's like, it's going to be the best show. If you like pro wrestling and you're an adult and you want a good night out, even if you don't like pro wrestling, <laughs> this is a show to come to. If you just want to get stupid for a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw there was um, the Mr. Blobby wrestling stuff going around. That happened in that venue a few months ago. Oh, I Mr. did Blobby see came that. Out I, yeah, the someone posted before. it. It might have been Max Sunshine. It probably Max. So that's the, this, is the, this is the place to be on Money in the Bank weekend is to come and watch uh, Attack Pro Wrestling and Riot Cabaret at the Clapham Grand. It's going to be so much fun. Holy shit. Let's go. Clapham Grand's a great venue as well. Yeah, it feels too nice for pro wrestling. Yeah, you're going to go in there and just start sweating baby oil all over the place. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Sorry, and I realised you said at the end of this month, not at the end of June, right? I'm so glad you talked about that, though, because I like that was the next thing that was on my like my tick list of things to run through to promote for you. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, you can tell that I've, uh, I, I'm on lack of sleep. I've got a three-month-old at the moment. And oh, I'm, congratulations. I'm like, what am I doing next week? <laughs> like, uh... Holy shit, so one second. Your band's just dropped a new single. You've got a podcast out at the moment. You're running a wrestling show at the end of the next month. And you've just had a baby. Yeah, honestly, this, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. are you sleeping? <laughs> honestly, there was a, a, a month last year where me and my partner, me and my wife, Sarah, it was like, she fell pregnant. We were moving house t- two weeks before we were getting married. And two and the two days after we, our wedding was Clash at the Castle, the biggest show oh in, in Wales. And I got fired two weeks before. No. So in the space of like a month, it was like, okay, Sarah's pregnant and the wedding's coming up. <laughs> All good. Okay, we've moved house. Awesome. Oh, you're fired. Getting married. Oh, the next day doing the BBC live thing with the WWE wrestlers after I'd just been fired. Bro. And then the next day was Clash at the Castle. And I was like, oh. and I, up until that point, up until I got fired, I thought I was going to be on that show. Like yeah. I heard rumors that like I was going to be on the pre-show and a dark match. So honestly, like right now does not feel busy. Like that that last year felt busy. Oh <laughs> just like, does, does anything else want to happen? You're- yeah. Does the I sky want to fall like, whilst it's at it? I was like, am I going to win the lottery now? You know, everything's going <laughs> to All the bad shit out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, it was more good than bad anyway, you know. Um, Jesus, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh sometimes God. life throws some weird curveballs. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. That's yeah. insane. Well, yeah. Sorry. You were saying about the, the show at the end of this month. Sorry. Yeah. I went on a complete uh, tirade there. <laughs> Happily. But yeah. At the end of the month, uh, I'm flying out to Canada to return to Impact Wrestling which is uh, the company, you know, formerly TNA, that gave me my first big break in wrestling. Uh, And I'm buzzing. It's me and Flash Morgan Webster going up against their tag team champions, Bullet Club. And one thing I always wanted to achieve when I worked there back in the day was to win gold. And in the, like two and a half years I was there, I never did. And this is the time, lads. Hell this yeah. is the time. Let's make this the, the this, podcast. Yeah. This is the manifestation part. You heard it here first. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, tag hey, team champions. Those championships, I'm thanking you too. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. It, it's the old subculture tag team, isn't it? You and Flash Morgan. It is, yeah. Yeah, which was... Um, so, me, me, Flash Morgan Webster, and Danny Luna as well, um, who's going out there with us too. And again, going back to that whole DIY ethic, like that was a another DIY project where Matt, uh, the guitarist and junior, he wrote our entrance music and we filmed all of our entrance video together and I made the logo. So luckily, 
when we did get drops from WWE, we could take all that stuff with us. Yeah. Like, oh, normally yeah. they're like super tight on on their like legal stuff. But they, we I made it. This, they couldn't be because I owned the intellectual property, uh, which is rare in wrestling. Yeah, that's know, a nice dub. To... Yeah, it was. I was like, <laughs> you can't take my music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the perk of uh, getting into video editing and, you know, having that band DIY mindset. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, dude, that's awesome. And you take it on Bullet Club as well. Not not an easy tag team to stand toe-to-toe with. It's Chris Bay and Ace yeah. Austin, this one, isn't it? It is, yeah. Both incredibly <laughs> talented. We uh, we actually got in the ring with them last month at 1PW. We had a big four-way tag team Ooh. ladder match. So it wasn't a direct, you know, two-on-two, but super talented guys. Uh, so we're looking forward to getting in the ring with them. I just hope that they lose. Yeah, so do we. Fuck them. Terrible human beings. Awful people. Don't deserve any gold around their waist. Goddamn scumbags. We'll we'll do it. We'll do a bit now. I took Ollie to his first wrestling show a couple of weeks ago, and he like he he shied away from trash talking for a little bit. And I was like, no, you can you can scream what you want, like you meant to. Well, it was my first ever live event, and we managed to somehow get front row yeah. seats so it was the like WWE right Birmingham in front house of the action show. yeah it, amazing I, do you know what? what show is it WWE Birmingham house show yeah oh, on, the, on the last UK tour yeah and it did it did make me feel ride. like a kid again I was I it took me back to be to like when I used to watch it growing up and I was like oh. yeah those kids all around us like screaming and I just like turned into one of them <laughs> yeah. yeah you're right yeah Pete Pete was on it so they had Corbin come out to face Boogs he got rolled up like in a squash, like surprise squash. And then Corbin was like, oh, I'm not having that. Someone else come out. And then Pete's music hits. But what it was weird, like it was people were a bit confused because it was the Brawling Brutes music, which obviously has that sort of like yeah. Celtic kind of feel. So Pete, yeah. at first people were like, is that Seamus coming out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to get that big hometown pop when you've got the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just given him Sabbath or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah there we go. That would have been the one. I'm glad you enjoyed it anyway, though. Yeah, wrestling is some of the best live entertainment in the world. You know, it's um, it's so it's impressive weird and as silly as it is. It's just it's very it's wonderful. You yeah. know, it's 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 uh, the best type of entertainment, in my opinion. Hell yeah. Well, before we let you go, dudes, you've got a last question on your podcast, which is what made you fall in love with wrestling? So because we're a music show, we thought we'd nick that, but turn it music related. So we'd love to know what made you fall in love with music? Oh, that's amazing. That's a great question. Now I'm put in the hot seat. You know, normally I have to really ask this question. Do you know what? I think, you know, I, I think every person in the world loves music, really. And they, if, they, if they don't, then they just don't know it yet, you know, because music moves everybody, whatever type it is, whether it's, you know, like a scene music, like we all like, like rock music and emo and metal and stuff like that, or whether it's just, you know, jingles that you hear on TV shows. It gets to that emotive response that nothing else does. And for me... Not only in that kind of like animalistic way do I love music and the fact that it makes me feel so emotional, but on top of that, it's just always been there for me, you know? So when I started learning guitar and learning to play music when I was 12 or 13, you know, whenever any emotion that I felt, I could always bring it back to going and making music or playing music you know when i was sad when i was excited if i was angry if i was happy i could always turn to music whether it was listening to it or playing it myself and it would just it would just feel right do you know what i mean so it would cheer me up when i was feeling sad or it would make me even happier when i was feeling happy so that's why i love music and i think honestly it's and this is going to be a crazy statement to make because when i was 
younger, I, I chose wrestling over music to, to pursue. But I think if right now you asked me to pick one of them and if I had to lose one, I honestly think I'd pick music to keep because there's just nothing else like it. It's it's part of my DNA, you know, um, even if, you know, you're singing badly in the shower. It's just there's a <laughs> feeling that music gives you that nothing else does. What a 100% agree with every, everything you've just what said. What a beautiful answer. You just cut one of the most empowering promos on music <laughs> we've ever had on this show. Bro, thank you ever so much for your time today, man. We can't thank you enough. Like It's been so great to have you on the show. And for anyone watching right now, make sure you check out my love letter to wrestling on BBC Sounds. Make sure you stream the brand new junior single. And also make sure you wish Mark well in winning some gold and kicking Bullet Club ass at the end of the month. Oh, yeah. Friends, show a lot of love and appreciation for Mark Andrews. <laughs> Cheers, Mark. Pleasure being on the show. Thank you very much, and have a good one. Legend. Thank you ever so much, bro. Take care, man. What a fucking what a nice man. What a legend. <laughs> oh. I say that every time, yeah. Dude, like, we 100% need to, like, do a celebration in some way, shape, or form if he wins those fucking tag team titles. Well, in a way, there are tag, tag team titles. Yeah, <laughs> we manifested we that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my friends, thank you ever so much for joining us on the live show this evening. This is, of course, the John Mahon Show coming at you Mondays and Thursdays on YouTube and Twitch. And Kaz in the chat, I see you kicking around. I don't know if you were here at the start. Got some good news for you. Ooh. You are the winner of the Parabellum Scythe giveaway, Kaz. So congratulations, my friend. Kaz in the chat. Well done well to done. yourself. Make sure you... Well, we'll, we'll, we'll drop you a DM and get all the details and stuff. Uh, actually, uh, post your <laughs> full, yeah. full address on the, on the yeah. chat. Don't, don't do that, by the way. We'll, we'll message you and, and do it <laughs> privately. But, my friends, we're going to take a quick break right there. We will be back in part two of today's show where we will be breaking down every band you need to see at Slam Dunk Festival 2023. But in the meantime, whilst we take a break, if you want to drop in the chat the bands that you are going to be watching at Slam Dunk this year, who are you excited to see? Who are must-sees for you? Let us know in the chat. We'll, we'll go through some of those in the next part of today's show. We sure will. See in a bit. Shoot, 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 shoot. Yes, my friends, and welcome back to Hour 2 of the John Mahon Show, powered by Forever Loud. Foreverhavingloud.com <laughs> <laughs> I did that on purpose. I was going to see how long, how much dead air can we have? How uncomfortable can I make John feel with eye contact? Ooh, now you're just turning me on. Coming up an hour too, <laughs> we have... Slam dunk chat, my friends. But More slam get, dunk chat. Before we get into it, quick reminder about today's massive giveaway. This giveaway is absolutely fucking huge. We are giving away £200 worth of punk house vouchers on today's show. Simply take a photo of the stream or a screenshot of this stream. Post it on your Instagram story. Tag at Punk House, P-U-N-K-H-A-U-S official. Tag at John Mahon Show and you'll be entered into the giveaway when you've got until Monday to do that. And so get involved, my friends. Oh, Punk House very kind of giving us £200 worth of vouchers to give away on today's show. Make sure you enter before it is too late. Let's look at the chat because we have been asking you to get in touch with your must-see bands at Slam Dunk Festival this year. Dr. Scott says, with the lineup this year, I honestly understand why some people do both north and south hard to fit everyone in but youth fountain movements nice, spanish nice. love songs we came nice. as romans under oath yellow card landmarks crazy good it is any of those strong list we came as romans i haven't seen since 
Kyle unfortunately passed away. And just a quick shout out right now to Kyle from We Came As Romans because years ago when I first attempted to do YouTube content off my own back, We Came As Romans very kindly gave us some time and I filmed a bit at the Underworld in Camden and it was nothing short of just laughs from start to finish with that interview. Kyle was such a beautiful, wholesome, one-of-one character kind of soul and his passing was absolutely tragic but I'm glad that we came as Romans have carried on and yeah. honoured him in every single way with their performances and it's really great to see them returning to the United Kingdom for Slam Dunk Festival this year so yeah for me we came as Romans are a must see at Slam Dunk. Big up we came as Romans shout out <clears throat> Spanish love songs as well. Yeah. You've never heard Spanish love songs are you a big fan? I've never heard of them never heard of them no, no, I'm sorry I've heard of them I've never listened to them so yeah their album a couple of years ago my my top album of the year pull up a song pull up a song that you'd recommend there's a good there's a, a good song, eh? there's a good showcase of Spanish love songs whilst Ollie does that elsewhere we've got Cookie saying escape the fate forever same here like when they drop this war is ours catch me losing my shit and drop kicking everything in sight Kaz says I'm so gutted I'm not going to slam dunk but my must sees would have been Enter Shikari Kids in Glass Houses Hawthorne Heights oh my days saying sorry is it what a fucking tune that was what year is this yeah <laughs> and yellow card as well that truly is what year is this but to be fair, it's a that's what i like about slam knocking it's a good mix of bands we've all grown up with and listened to and they bring in so many new artists as well yeah. spanish love songs hell of a fucking shout for slam dunk festival 2023 my Check friends them out. we're gonna pull up the lineup right now and they are on the crank tent one of them. Along, alongside the men's singers, yeah, you're That right. stage is a very solid stage. <clears throat> you got movements, you got Spanish love songs. Trophy Eyes, who are another one of my favourite bands. Australia, aren't they? Trophy Eyes. Bloody Australian, mate. Yeah. Good eye. Terrible. Um, Boston Manor. Yeah, boy. Boston Manor boys. Let's What are the UK's go. best alt-rock alt band? Yeah, I'd man. Say. Shout out to Crocus. What a fucking bang yeah. that is. I feel like he got slept on a bit, that album. Dude. So but, um, slept on. And also on that stage, as we just mentioned, the Menzingers. I've never seen the Menzingers live. There's only one Menzingers song I like, and that's I Don't Want to Be an Ass. Mate, anymore. you need to go back and listen to more. I do, I. That whole album, that In Remission album, is one of my favorites i think really so, and that's not even my favorite song off the album oh damn what's it's not favorite? anymore it's it's what's it called i can't remember don't so, ask me <laughs> in remission is one of the songs and that's one of my favorite songs i think well let's go bottom to top on this lineup and before we actually get into any of the stages bottom to top. right our logo is covering it but fucking dj fresh is playing slam yeah. dunk this year that is incredible like have you ever seen dj fresh before never seen dj never fresh seen i've seen dj fresh once and like admittedly dj fresh i like something happened that night that was unfortunate it's the opposite of of what you, you want at a dj set after a night <laughs> yeah. yeah so basically it was at a club in ibiza and i was in ibiza for a stag do on that occasion and dj fresh was on after another big name dj i want to say like 
Oh, what are their names? What are their names? Chain what smokers. are their, what not chain smokers? Dimitri Vegas and like, like Mike. That's it. Dimitri Vegas and like Mike. And I want to say DJ Fresh is on afterwards, but for some reason something happened to the PA and it started operating at half volume for the music, but then the MC was really loud. So all you could hear was this guy MCing over something that no one else could hear. So hopefully <laughs> the sound is a little bit better. You should uh, take it over at Slam Dunk. Yeah. Just <laughs> DJ Fresh should be gorgeous shouting at <laughs> Just me. Just me like Job. Yes, peep. Yes, my friends. There we go. That's because yes. I don't even know your catchphrases. <laughs> right, let's go bottom to top on this lineup. Starting on, should we start on the Knotfest stage? The Knotfest stage, you've got Harriet. Birmingham's, well, are they Birmingham's own? Deb's, no, Deb's, uh, Deb's, Deb's from Birmingham. So, like, yeah, we'll claim, Harriet. We'll, we'll claim Harriet. Great band, great riffs, heavy as fuck. Just sold out. A show in Birmingham as well. They did. they did on Saturday night at the Devil's Dog. Higher Power, who recently supported Shikari. Yeah, they did. Very good band. Sort of um, skatery, punky, grungy metal. Mm. Bit of thrash in there as well. Bit of skater boy. You said see you later, boy. When I say skate punk, is your mind just go to skater boy? Because yeah, <laughs> that yeah. is not skate punk. <laughs> no, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you're talking like suicidal tendencies and that shit. CU Space Cowboy, which I was struggling to read the name. C Space Cowboy. CU Space Cowboy. Uh, the, o- the, the, only, the only cowboy band that I'm interested in at the moment is the Callous Dow Boys. Oh, the Callous Dow Boys. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, there's a play on words on the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. do you know what? <laughs> I've listened to them. That never clicked. Is that penny just dropped? That penny just dropped. <laughs> Are they playing? No, they're not. Oh. Yeah, but like as soon they as should you say, be. as soon as you say cowboys, that's where my, my brain goes first. Dragged under, bit of hardcore. Static dress, great band who have just signed the Roadrunner. Yeah, and they're doing a new, uh, new news. They're doing a re-release of their debut album. Escape. I think it's got a new single which is out today. But let's go. Escape the fate. <clears throat> Someone in the chat. Cookie, Cookie did. Yeah. A hell yeah. Escape the fate all the way. Like. Were you ever an Escape the Fate fan? Nah. Ah. <laughs> it, it was the wrong side of cheesy American metal rock for me. Really? Yeah. Never tickled my pickle. <laughs> um, fit for a King, though. Heavy as fuck. Yep. And then... A lot of riffs on this stage. We've already covered We Came as Romans, but then your boys... I don't know if you know. I don't know if you've seen... Because, my friends, it is actually, we forgot to say this on today's show, it's Band Tea Thursday. Every Thursday, we encourage you to wear a band t-shirt, just like we do on this stream. And all But how are we going to see, are they going to send a picture? Yes, yeah, that's the premise of it. Like, spend your day wearing a band t-shirt, tag, tag the show, and we'll share it on Instagram. So people are like, yeah, I'm wearing a band t-shirt, just, just trust me. Yeah. You don't and, then, and then it'll catch on, it'll be like a cult following thing. It's like, Band Tea Thursday. Band Tea Thursday. Doesn't really roll off the I tongue. I wanted to do it on Tuesdays, all right? But we don't do a show, a show on Tuesdays. Banty this is part Tuesday. of the, the but Banty Tuesday still doesn't roll off the tongue as it, better than Banty Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Should we just switch the first show of the week to Tuesday just so we can do Banty Tuesday? <laughs> to be fair, Tuesday does make way more sense to do our first show of the yeah. week than Monday does. But anyway, anyway, Malevolence Malev- headlining the Notfest stage at Slam Dunk this year. Yeah, they are. Big up the boys. Because they've been around for Bro, so long. Didn't we do something with Alex at Scuzz at Download? Didn't I interview him when me and Stocks did the coverage? Possibly. The first time I met the um, the Malev boys, I'm going to say 2013 in the old Scuzz studios when we had the green screen. If anyone used to watch Scuzz, a lot of our interviews were just done on the green screen in this like tiny little office that we had in, in Chiswick. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, we had them in. They're like... 
they must have been like fucking 19, 18, very young boys. Yeah, and that was 2013, 10 years ago. I want to say it was. But they still had the riffs. They still had, they were so such a sick band then. They've been such a sick band for so long. Consistent. And it's only been the last year or so that they've skyrocketed. Yeah. And this album, so. Malicious Intent, is a banger of an album. Hell yeah. Banty Thursday, my friends. I walk into hell with malicious intent. What a lyric. That's a hell of a fucking lyric. I think that's that's, a, <laughs> it's a proper fight God kind of line. Yeah. Right, let's go on to the key club stage then. Lot of talent on this stage. This is a packed stage as well. Like, change over times on this stage. Look, pretty gnarly. Yeah. Starting off, I haven't really heard the Tyne or Youth, youth Fountain. Fountain. Someone, Someone in the chat Fountain, mentioned yeah. Youth Fountain. Who was it? Dr. Scott said Youth Fountain. Dr. Scott, if you're watching, chuck us a tune in the chat from Youth Fountain we should listen to. And... We'll, we'll give it an explore. What else we got on that stage? Emma Rosa. Emma Rosa. Haven't they renamed themselves to Rain something something? Not that I'm aware of. Are you sure? Well, on the poster, there's still Emma Rosa. Because I'm fairly sure. Long gone from the old Emma Rosa of, uh, what's his name? Johnny. Emma Rosa. Oh, no, maybe they haven't. Johnny Craig. Johnny, yeah. Think Long gone are the days of selling you a laptop online. Thinking. A scam laptop. But they now are a very good band that have shades of like the 1975. And Michael Jackson, would you believe? Really? Yeah. No, oh, nonce. Wait. Oh, I'm so confused. I'm so... John, they're not going to be playing Slam Dunk and they haven't updated them. Yeah. Name. Yeah, you're right. Amorosa are playing. Okay. I'll, ta I'll, <clears> take, I'll take your word. Along with Grayscale, another great pop punk band. I haven't listened to Grayscale, actually. You never? I don't think so. Check them out. Scene Queen. You've done some press with Scene Very Queen. lovely lady. You've done an interview with. I did do an interview with on her. The you, can, you can find her on Forever Loud YouTube. YouTube where she talks about coining the phrase bimbo core and pissing off all the metal elitists. Bimbo core. In the process. What a great genre. And you'll like this. She starts a, uh, not a circle pit, a twerkle pit. A twerkle Go. So if you want, yeah, go to see Scene Queen at Slam Dunk and you'll witness the Twerkle Pit. The Twerkle Pit. I might have to go and watch Scene Queen. Because if, I don't know if you've heard it. It's, well, one of her main influences is Kesha. Sick. And it's basically like Kesha, but with a metal band. With Sick. Like a really heavy metal band. Sick. So if that's not selling it for you. I don't 100%. know what 100%. Sold. Absolutely sold. Noah Finch. They played at Face Down, I think. I've heard of them. Yeah. Never heard them. Same with Charlotte Sands. All I know Charlotte Sands is that song with the, the main and Take Him Back Sunday. Loved you a little. What a and fucking she has a very good banger. Oh, dude, it's on my phone. If I could pull up the footage, I've actually got footage on my phone of them doing that collab at When We Were Young Festival. Speaking of the main. Oh, bro, bro. Well, I, I will get to the main in a second because in fact, there's a couple of names just between Charlotte Sands because Jaden, Travis Barker's, Travis Barker's punk protégé. One of his sons, probably. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's one I'm really interested to try and catch. I would love to try and catch Jaden because I wanted to see him at Reading Fest. We dropped out last year, but I want to know what the setup is. Is it going to be a full band setup or is it just going to be him coming out with track, do you reckon? What does he do? Sing. So he's the singer. <laughs> what is his music like? Does it require it, a full it, band? It's, it's pop punky, but it, like, yeah, 
it, it's like pop punk tunes but thing is is that like with the sort of modern era of like his influences so he's influenced quite heavily by juice world and obviously like juice world show structures you just bring a dj and the dj's just yeah. got the instrumentals and you just lay down the live vocal over the top so i just think get a live band get a band this is what i've always thought about post malone but he never does i'm like posty should have a live band I'm like you sure. should have a live band did you watch posty's live stream that he did on new year's eve one year he did a live stream for like budweiser or the nirvana shit. one no it was like it was like a full-on new year's eve live stream so he did like a standard post malone set and then they went off and then for his encore he bought out your drummer from chili peppers and oh yeah a the rings from, a, yeah geese from alice in chains and they covered the rooster and then they bought out slash and they did a full eight minute cover of war pigs okay yeah serious shit serious shit sway goes and mercy the main oh my god right i could talk about the main for fucking ages are they from maine i think they are good I think they are. <laughs> <laughs> they are allowed to stay. So the main for me are one of the most underrated bands in the history. Probably of one of your main picks. <laughs> 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 That's uh, why we came on this show. I hate myself. <laughs> but honestly, I said this on Instagram the other day. I don't understand how the main aren't bigger. They are one of the most consistent rock bands I've ever seen live. Their songs are just so radio friendly. They've got an anthem for every occasion. Like their last record, XO, XO, something, something, something. There's a la The last song on that album is called... Oh, what's it called? That's going to do my head in there if I can't think of it. Basically, it's a song that makes you feel like your main character in face towards the sun and it's all about like sort of like dying and shit but like in a very you often go and sit by a lake and just stare out yeah that song. that kind of shit but or yeah. like you know when you're in a car and you're just looking out the window and you just you can picture yeah it's like a music video isn't it? yeah like your head like <clears throat> there's a camera on you and you're living your best main character moment right <laughs> let's there's a tiktok like that <laughs> it's just some guy going to like everyday places like a starbucks he's like go to starbucks when you're the main character and he's just on his laptop just like i don't have you <laughs> <laughs> that's such a great main character impression <laughs> i want to see more of that that's what i do every day hell yeah so let's go up a stage and then well we should speak about the hunter i don't know if you've ever been a fan of the hunter john keeps on trying to press this button he presses the wrong one every time and expects the same result <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like um trying to teach a dog <laughs> to shake a paw yeah. it's like no just give me the treat right yeah. first time this is the first time they've ever played to slam dunk is it mm -hmm. that surprises me and the headlining thought, the key club stage i'd have thought they'd have been there a good few times in their career very good band though though hunter very very good band shout yeah. out to ryan he's a hell of a talented frontman. Well, shall we take a journey to the Karang tent? Hell yeah. Which I imagine is going to be the... So it used to be the key club left and right stages. Right. But I imagine this year is the Karang right and left. Right. Because they're connected, I guess. That would make sense. So usually it's like one band will play and then the other band... Once they finish, the other band will start. Which I remember when I was I was doing video for Shapes on the, on those stages and uh the band next to us were like hitting their drums so loud and so out of time with what we were playing like during the set like, it was just it was so off-putting it was like <laughs> imagine you're just playing a set and then there's, there's a stage right next to you and the drummers just go back 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 just not in time with like anything you're playing you're, cause we, we were just look, looking over like, what's going on because obviously they're, they're sort of stage they're set like checking their sound on stage for the next performance mm. 
But it was uh, wasn't very professional. Yeah, less of that, please, bands. Be more considerate. Or at least just play your snare in time with what the other drummer's <laughs> playing. So then it just seems like he's got a massive snare. Yeah, like don't don't be a dick. Anyway, back to uh, this year. This year's Landing Festival. Oh, hold on. Hey, there we go. I'm pressing the right button. Destroy Boys. Not familiar. No, I've not heard of them before. However, Hawthorne fucking Heights. Ohio is for lovers. lovers. Saying sorry is the one for me, though, man. I do, do you know? I just it's been so long. Put oh, pull up saying sorry. I don't think we'll get copyright for saying sorry. It's old as fuck, dude. It's just um. It's been, for me anyway, since I listened to Hawthorne Heights properly, about 15 years. <laughs> so fun story about Hawthorne Heights. When I was in my first band at like 14 years old, we were called Friday Beatdown. We were fucking terrible. But Friday Beatdown. Yeah, man. One of our band members, the bassist called Ola, had written some lyrics and I read them and on, on a sheet of paper. And I was like, dude, these are amazing. I was like, we've got to make a song out of these. And he was like, oh, no, they're just Hawthorne Heights lyrics that I just wrote out whilst <laughs> I was bored. And I was like, oh, man, I was like, I thought we were sat on a fucking hit there. <laughs> Check out Hawthorne Heights if you have the time over Slam Dunk Weekend, my friend. The year is 2005. Check out Hawthorne Heights. <laughs> Latest singles. Saying sorry. So, elsewhere on the Kerrang stage, Real Friends. What a band. Like, I don't think Real Friends get enough love for how consistent they've been over the wow. years. I like Real Friends. But they've got a new singer now. No! It's not new news, John. Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> what? They've changed the singer last year or the year before. No. For yeah. real? And the dude's got a good, good voice, but it's a bit generic. Wait, didn't we talk about this the other day? Wasn't the singer of Real Friends in the Hot Mulligan? Yeah, music yeah. Video? But I feel like the old singer from Real Friends had such a distinctive voice, which I liked. And I, I feel like that set them apart from other bands, whereas... The new singer, they still write good songs, but I feel like he just sounds... Like a pop punk singer. Yeah. That 2014 album, maybe this place is the same and we're just changing. I remember when that record came out, I was living in London. I was working for Team Rock. What was one of the big singles off that? Team Rock. Uh, so that you had the title track, but then I Don't Love You Anymore. Yeah. Cover You Up, that was big. 16 was big. Yeah. And there's another one, Summer. Summer off that record was huge. What a fucking band. Real friends, man. Definitely need to check them out. Well, it's this whole stage is a... It's, it's, it's a pop punk wet dream, to be honest. It's a it's a proper throwback stage as well. Four years strong. One of my favourite bands from the noughties. Yeah. What's your favourite four years strong song? Because they've got, like, if we're talking amazing song titles like we were with Hot Mulligan the other day. Um, It's going to have to be something off the, the debut. Yeah. Let's have a look. Oh, actually, no. What's the one that goes? Is that off the debut? Yeah. I think it's like the second song. Absolutely. That one. Story of a Girl. No, the first album. That is the first album. Explains it all. 2009. No, it's not, John. You're thinking of... It must really suck to be four years long right now. Yeah, No, the first album is from 2005... It's the one with the picture of a wizard on an, on an octopus on the front cover. That's not on Spotify. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Let me educate you on four years. I know, bro, I know the album that you're talking Rise, about. Rise or Die Trying. Yeah, that's, it's not on Spotify. It's not on, Rise or Die Trying is not on Spotify. Uh, dude, it's not lying to me. Rise or Die. Unbelievable. 
but yeah, Toy Strong, what a band. What an absolute fucking powerhouse of a band. Were you ever a fan of The Academy Is? I was a big fan of The Academy Is. Fun little story. Hit me. I once saw The Academy Is headline Manchester Academy 2 in, I'm going to say 2005, something like that. Guess who was the support band on that tour? 2005 Fallout Boy. Nah, Fallout Boy were a bit bigger. You Meet at Six. No, they were a bit small. <laughs> too small in 2005. Paramore. No. Nope. Am I close? In, in the realms, yeah. Like Finch? No. Nope. It was indeed Panic at the Disco. Wow! Su- supporting the Academy is in Manchester Academy 2, which is about like a thousand cap. Yeah. Something like that. That's stupid. Yeah. Imagine that all these years later. Bit of a role reversal. Yellow card as the headliners making their return. And also, Yellow Card, going to be going out on the road with Derek from Mayday Parade, who joined us on the show on Monday. And if you missed that interview, you can go back and watch it in full on the John Mahon YouTube channel, which is JMTV, which is where you're watching this shit right now. So please don't do it right now. Like, well, at least wait until the stream's finished, then go watch that interview. Yeah, what a lovely man he was. He was awesome. He was really fucking awesome. Love that story about the fact that Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge is the first song they ever wrote as well. Like, imagine just walking in, it's like, I've got yeah. an idea. And I swear that I won't let yeah. you go. You got the title slightly wrong there, John. Three cheers for five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was telling myself. I was like, what? They wrote yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> I was telling myself in my head that entire interview. I was like, you can't botch this. Yeah. Like, because as soon as you Remember say when three, you wrote twins, three, three cheers for revenge. <laughs> nah, that was the other band. <laughs> that was the other M band. But sw- like jumping across to the other side of the stage, headlining that tent. Creeper are back. Yeah, they Creeper are. haven't done anything for a while. They've been on a little... Uh, little break. little break. I know Sean's been doing... Working with the ghost inside. Doing... Has he? Merch. Ah, interesting. And Will's been doing Church of Salem. Yeah. But Creeper always put on a good show. And then if they're headlining that stage, you can be sure they'll have some some theatrics. Hell yeah. What's some, your favourite Some Creeper goth song? theatrics. <laughs> some goth shit. <laughs> Some fucking just makeup, makeup and bats. What's your favourite Creeper song? Um, I don't know. Just put me on the start, spot. <laughs> I like the oldish Creeper more than the newest Creeper. Like Be My End and that. Kind and of I like, like riding, hiding, hiding with the boys. With the boys. That's a, that's a fucking. Mine's dream. Misery, man. That that switch. Misery is still yeah, still up there. That switch, like. It, what's the lyric like? I'm your. Oh, pull it, pull it, pull it up. Will we get copyright? We're probably going to get a copyright for Creeper. Please don't. Yeah, you t- <laughs> we've, right to put this into perspective, my friends. We've got two. Uh, what? What do you even call this? <laughs> you high? <laughs> What's it called? Begins with K. I'll get, give you a guess. Keyboard. <laughs> Keyboard. A button a board. A it button. Begins with a K. Keep, you you spell keyboard with a Q. I said it begins with a K. Did you not say a Q? No. Like, oh, taxi. Anyway, my friends, this is the Creeper song that we were talking about. I'd say that is one of the biggest, the best emo anthems of the last 10 years. Without a shadow of a doubt. A thousand percent. That's and then we move on to the Dickies stage where shit really does start to get interesting. Stage? Dickies. <laughs> not gonna lie, not it's never been my favourite stage, the sort of punky scary stage 
it's uh, annoying because I love it and I just never have the time to go there because of all the clashes. I swear Zebrahead play every year. Yeah, no complaints. Unless than Jake. Tell you what, Go Go Bordello needs some respect putting on their name, man. I would, I would go... I'm going to try and time it just so I can go to Go Go Bordello just at the end of their set for when they play Start Wearing Purple. You know that song? No. Oh, bro. Pull that up right now. Holy oh, shit. Hell, I'm pulling everything up these. <laughs> go, 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 go. Start Wearing Purple. My friends, if you've never heard this before, it is so ridiculous. The first place I heard this song was at the Actress and Bishop in Birmingham. Shout out one of the finest pubs in the West Midlands. Too fair. I can just imagine a sea of people skanking to that. Dude, that's going to be heroic at Slam Dunk this year. Flog and Molly, they were in Birmingham at the start. I know somebody does that. They were just on the tour at the start of this year. Flog and Molly. Just a little joke. A little, joke. <laughs> a little drug joke. <laughs> Sorry, the penny only just dropped. Um, yeah. Was it Flog and Molly? Is that, is that, are they shipping off to Boston? No. No, it's Dropkick Murphy. Right. Oh, yeah, my band's confused. Less than Jake. Good band, but, you know, another one that I'm sort of impartial about impartial i really do want to try and see bowling for soup man i fucking love bowling for soup yeah when they hit fucking 1985 and almost girl all the bad guys won yeah high school never ends alexa bliss have you seen that thing 1985 is a cover no but so the so when that song came out the difference in time between 1985 and that song coming out is the same with that song coming out and like now. now. Oh, that's terrifying. That's haunting. That's harrowing. Yeah. That's going to keep me up tonight. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Imagine that. Yeah. We're all fucking old. Oh, God. I think, well, it must have been, if, if that came out in the early noughties, so. Yeah. 20 years of bowling for soup. Mm. And do you think they're bowling on behalf of soup or bowling to gain soup? Why would they be bowling on behalf of soup, John? Well, what, Why would soup, be... Unless the soup is sentient and has feelings and opinions and has demanded that they bowl on behalf of soup, <laughs> then I don't know what the... I've seen this argument before. I thought it was stupid. Well, no, because like what? Like they, they could just be bowling simply for the right to soup. What do you mean? The right to soup? Yeah. It's not an adjective. I mean, you, you can and can't soup. You can make soup and you can not make no soup. No one's ever said, oh, I'm going to soup tonight in referring to themselves eating soup. Or the process of making soup. Yeah, but to soup is not a, a common phrase, is it? You're obviously not trying hard enough. <laughs> One shall, to, shall shall soup themselves this evening. Just the highest brow of entertainment on the show, my friends. So, Once again, we're so grateful that you're watching. But I imagine they're bowling because they want a bowl of soup. Bowls, yeah. Yeah. It's not the greatest of prizes, but... If you're Depends making, who's making the soup. If you're having, my mum makes a mean leek and potato if soup. If you've got a hankering for soup, and the only way to get it is to bowl for it. Fair game. Well, fair game. You the Offspring you on is your headliners for the Dicker <laughs> stage. However, though, have you seen the Offspring live before? I'm trying to think. Are they one of those? I feel like I have, but I can't place where. Where or or when? when? I've seen the Offspring live. Have they played Download twice? They've definitely played Download. I might have seen them at Download. 100% played download. I saw them on their last UK tour and... Well, the recentish one. Yeah, the one where they did Resorts World in Birmingham. The arena. Was that with Trash Boat this year? Maybe. Is it this year? No, last oh. year. I know Trash Boat supported them on their arena tour this year. Yeah, let's go. Or was it this year? No, it wasn't. It was last year. Um, but yeah, The Offspring. That last album... Didn't, didn't listen to it. Did you not? There's a great song. I feel like, for me, there's some bands that I've just left in the, the noughties. 
with the offspring one of them yeah tell you what man you are missing out because that last record what was it I called? Got so let, much, i got so much let the so much music so little time you know yeah there's a great song on there called we never have sex anymore and it's like i don't know how to describe it it's like one of those like you know like it's like jazz it's basically like the offspring do jazz nice right so you get onto the main stage money stagy opening up we got zand you like zand I have only heard a couple of Zand tunes. I know Zand played Peep Show, the club night that Face Down do. Yep. As a live artist, but I only know a couple of songs. Would love to check them out. Well, Zand supported the, the next band on that stage, which is Vakovi. Friends of the show, Vakovi. Hey, Janine. Shout uh, out, Vakovi. One, of the, one of the best UK bands. 100%. I think this, this whole stage is very UK centric. It is, and it's it's a great sign of UK talent as well, to be honest. Only under oath, Paris, Billy Talent are the only foreigners on that stage. Yeah. Everyone else, homegrown from the United Kingdom. Hailing from the United Kingdom. Put my wrestler entrance voice back Got on. A couple of Welsh, couple of Welsh lads. Holding absence. And kids in glass houses. Ha ha. Holding absence have got something new happening soon, don't they? Yep. Is it a new song that's coming? I saw a teaser the other day from, from Lucas, so I imagine... Yeah. Well, they dropped a, a song not that long ago, which the song escapes my name. The name escapes my... Let's have a look. But it was a very good song. A very, very good song. They're a very, very good band. And I feel like, give them a few years and Holding Absence are going to be... A Crooked Melody Yeah, is the name of the new song. Just check it out. Absolutely. I haven't heard it. Honestly, they've... I feel like they've nailed it with their sound. Wargasm, friends of mine. Hell yeah. Just want to show off. <laughs> Um, great band, great enough, great UK band, Under Oath, who have had a big resurgence in the past few years. I think they dropped off for a while, didn't they? So they went on hiatus, I think. Under Oath, I do believe, and excuse me for constantly looking at my phone to check this stuff. I've got a memory like a fucking sieve. But Under Oath recently it's did. It's a layoff, the ganja man. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an absolute the, the banger. Ganja with under oath and oh what's the name of the singer from under oath spencer spencer that's it nothing nowhere featuring spencer from under oath venom is the name of the song on the new nothing nowhere record nothing nowhere by the way smashed it out of the park with void eternal you got feature with under oath on there and a feature with will ramos on there as well yeah and someone else someone else on that record who is Will Ramos? UK, UK based. Pete Wentz is on there, but Pete Wentz, ah, Pete Wentz's feature on there is just like a weird talking interlude. Static dress. Static dress. That's static it. dress are on there. Hell of an album. Oh yeah, and he's got Buddy Nielsen from Senses Fail on there. Let's fucking nice. go. Oh, and Fred Dread. Oh, sorry, Freddie Dread from Silverstein. Talk about some old school names to be pulling yeah. out on a record. But we're not here to talk about. <clears throat> Nothing nowhere. We're not, because we're here to talk about Slam Dunk Festival, my friends. And next up is one of the most highly anticipated sets at Slam Dunk Festival 2023. Personally, for me, a band that I cannot wait to see live again. Did you go to any of their farewell shows? Oh, I should say, it's Kids in Glass Houses. Did you go to any of their I farewell did shows? Not, no. I can't remember. I definitely saw them like 
back in the day supporting those there's this massive like uk scene of up-and-coming rocky emo bands like i remember was like them do you remember tonight is goodbye all forgotten but it was, it was around the same time like broco and yeah like um, death of anna death of anna lta lta they're all around they're around the same time mm. and like kids and glass houses were probably one of the biggest bands in the scene probably yeah. seconds of yumi at six and then they sadly split up yeah it was they're like the in gold blood never did for them what they wanted them to do for them and it was such a shame that like people just stopped getting behind them as a band and it's one of this is one of the bad things bad sides of the industry is sometimes things are fickle and it's not even like the fan base because they still had a fan base yeah the industry it's, fickle. it's the you put money sometimes bands will sign with the big record labels they get a bit of money put behind them and if the if the album or release doesn't recoup that money quick enough or like it doesn't do what they expect it to do the label are like that's it it's very cut very cut through the old it, music industry or then a lot of the times bands just end up owing loads of money so they uh, spend the rest of the <laughs> rest of the next few years just paying off their debts which is not a way you should look at music really. no like music shouldn't be a case of bank loans and all that kind of stuff but so word of advice if someone if you're on a band read like get a solicitor to go through a contract mm. because sometimes they can flash all this money at you and you're like wow but that's not free money yeah you read like, the fine print it's like a loan it's like you know, no one's just giving you this money. <laughs> the bank's not giving you this money for free you're gonna have to pay it back at some point a hundred percent we've already spoken about paris yep paris gonna be at slam dunk festival this year absolute mercy band paris very good at when we were young festival in vegas last year as well we did touch on this at the start of today's show i want to go back to billy talent man just such a fucking consistent band like yeah. i haven't really listened to like any new billy talent for a while Couple of couple of new bangers been kicking around, but I mean to be honest, they're just they're one of those bands where like you know you turn up to watch them, Devil in a Midnight Mass, Red Flag, Fallen Leaves, Try Honesty, yeah, yeah. Surrender, Pins and Needles, like take take your pick from it, a Viking Death March, like any big tunes yeah any any of their singles like you just go into this is billy talent and you're like oh my days banger 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 and speaking of bangers the band that gonna be headlining slam dunk festival 2020 they should open a goddamn sausage factory yeah the amount of bangers that enter shikari <laughs> but they'd be vegan bangers because round is plant-based just like we are if you're watching i feel like it's a very british thing isn't it that's calling a sausage a banger yeah, oh, bangers and mash. bangers and mash. That definitely is UK thing. It's yeah. like it's like toad in a hole. Yeah, doesn't say have, that to someone in America. Doesn't have like, a frog in it. Like, what are you? You're eating toads over there. Yeah. What are you? Isn't that France? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, enter Shikari. Our first ever interview on this show was with the legend that is Ralph Reynolds. If you missed that interview, you can go back and watch it on our YouTube channel in full. Expect some big production for Slam Dunk. Oh, baby. Brand new number one album under their belt as well. And I misphrased my question to Rao. And I'm so annoyed at myself when I watched it back. Because the question that I meant to ask him wasn't, are you going to be playing any of the new songs off the album that aren't singles? My question was, are you going to play the opening song off the album? Which is obviously... which I then, reckon they'll open with that. Yeah, A Kiss of the Whole World. That's, like, that's please. Great. That's a good opener. It's got the whole trumpet. Fanfare. Yeah. And then you can imagine just pyro or like joe when they shoot out all yeah the, all the paper bits <laughs> yeah some some confetti confetti i love that streamers yep 
Shikari are really, really good for doing that as well. They time it perfectly in their set. Like when I think it was the show that we went to together at the KK Steel Mill when they played It Hurts. Yeah. I think it was one of the ones they opened with and they opened with It Hurts and like Rao's obviously got that vocoder on his voice live, which pitches it up. But then when it kicks into the bit where Rao actually sings that It Hurts, big old confetti blast yeah. right on the start of that tune. Like that felt good. Yeah. I can't wait for Shikari. Dude unbelievable live band and that quick fire round is is something i'm very interested to see what they do because like i went to all three of the takeover shows or the residency shows that they did and every quick fire round was different so i'm interested to see if that was like market research then to be like right we know that these are certified quick fire round stays and i planted a seed in his head during that interview did you hear did you see me just go zonked Zonk works so well in that quick fire round. <laughs> so I'm hoping the, so if seed, they play Zonk, the seed has been sown. It's because of John. Yeah. And if they don't, it's also because of me. Well, I feel like... That's it. That's a wrap. We wrapped up the lineup. Wraps up the show. In a nice, pretty bow. Yo. <laughs> brother in crime, brother in rhyme. My friends, before we get out of here one time, just a quick reminder about today's giveaway. We are giving away £200 worth of Punk House Vouchers, which is a fantastic printing company that print beautiful pictures that would look so gorgeous on your walls. And so to gorgeous. enter this giveaway, it couldn't be easier. All you've got to do is take a photo or a screenshot of any of our content that is currently up on the JMTV YouTube channel. Once you have done that, take yourself over to Instagram, start a new story, put that picture in there, make sure you tag at Punk House Official, which is spelt P-U-N-K-H-A-U-S, and then tag at John Mahon Show. Then post that bad boy on your story. And that's it. You're entered into the giveaway. It's been a good, good show, John. Real good show. Thank you ever so much to Mark Andrews for yeah. swinging by that chat. I'll be up on our YouTube channel tomorrow and we'll put highlights of this slam dunk preview on our YouTube channel tomorrow. But thank you, my friends. Thank you. Yeah, if you stayed with us this whole time... Good on you. We really appreciate you. We do tend to ramble on about Hell nothing yeah. at all. Hell yeah. Nothing at all. Nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> my friends, all that's left for me to say is my name's John Mohan. Peace and love. Stay alive. And I'm Ollie Rout. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> See you on Monday. What an episode. That was, yeah, Mark Andrews is such a nice, nice chap, isn't he? He is indeed. And do you know what? I'd love to get Flash Morgan Webster on now, you know, his tag team partner, so we can have like the before and after interview. That'd yeah. be cool. And I'd love to get The Rock. Imagine. And Stone Cold. Dewey. And The Undertaker. And Kane. Good old Dewey Johnson on the show. And Rikishi. Rikishi. Yeah. Rikishi's a great I guy. I learned that his sons are the... Are in WWE now. They are indeed involved in one of the biggest storylines of the last couple of years. <laughs> That's how much I know about wrestling. Yeah. I've recently learned. <laughs> I have acquired big, the information. Yeah, that the biggest stars in the year in, in the WWE are Rikichi's sons. They are indeed, yeah. Shout Keep out. Keep it in the family. Shout out to the Bloodline storyline, which has been taking over the world of wrestling. 
But, my friends, something that is going to be taking over our next episode is the Heavy Music Awards, because we're still giving new episodes in the past. So on episode five of the John Mahon Show, we actually spent quite a lot of time laying down our predictions for the Heavy Music Awards 2023. And you'll know if we're right or, or not, because it's already happened. It has indeed. I can't actually remember who won. We never sat down and worked it out, did we? Well, who won? The predictions, like who got the most right. Oh, yeah. We'll just say I did. Oh, will we now? <laughs> I, I am that petty. You, got, you won the award for saying the uh, album name wrong for the winner. <laughs> on, live on stage. Do you know what's ironic? Look at that. Look at that on the pin board over there. <laughs> <laughs> the deaf. I mean, you, you, only, you only added one word. Yeah. Which is not the worst mistake. Yeah. And I'm dyslexic as well, man. So I'm going to pull that card. But for those who require context, my friends, you're just going to have to listen to the next episode of the John Rohan Show podcast. Yeah. <laughs> How's about that for a cliffhanger? Yeah, or just leave it on. It'll probably just play after this episode. Probably, yeah, as long as they play in chronological numerical order. Hell yeah. Well, don't forget to subscribe to wherever you get your podcast from for this place. Like it. Head over to YouTube. Subscribe over there. Follow us on social media at John Mahon Show and... Forever Loud Net is on all, all the social streams. Even threads. Even threads. Good work. Well, it's because it's like Instagram, isn't it? It yeah. just keeps the same name. Yeah. Branding, baby. All that's left for me to say, my friends, is my name's John Mahon. Peace and love. Stay alive. And I'm Ollie Rout. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs>